family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. My guest today is Taylor Proctor. She's an entrepreneur, podcaster, and happiness mentor. Taylor, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really, I love the happiness mentor. You know, I I think a lot of people don't know how to be happy. How did you become a happiness mentor? Yeah, it's a very interesting story. I used to be the angriest person I knew. Every little thing would just set me off. And my husband had this phrase for me that was, hell hath no fury like Taylor mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. It was, it was a bit of a mess. And I just, I was so angry all the time. And I really adopted this mindset of, and at the time, of course, I never would have admitted it, but this mindset of victimhood. I just was the victim in every little thing. If I was inconvenienced, it was the world was out to get me. And my reaction, anytime that we feel threatened or like something's out to get us right, we go between fight, flight, or freeze. And for me, my selection of those three was always fight. So I would just get rage-free. I couldn't even... I couldn't even smile without like feeling like something was wrong because being angry had become such an integral part of who I was. And my husband who actually went to high school with me as well, pointed out to me actually a few times. I wish I could say he just pointed it out once. And I, I was like, yeah, I'll change. But, uh, (laughs) and he wasn't asking me to change, but he pointed out to me that I wasn't, happy and go lucky like I used to be. And I just seemed angry all the time. And he had to tell me that about six times across several years before it finally sunk in. And I realized that this anger was a mask for my own unhappiness. And I didn't know how to be happy. And I wanted to go back to being young and carefree and happy and smiling and telling jokes all the time and just doing whatever. And being an adult had kind of taken that out of me and I had turned to anger. So I started to make the slow journey that has become my happiness journey of taking small step-by-step things, doing small actions every single day to start to help me become happier, to change my mindset. And funny enough, it, there's several starting points, but I think the one that I I resonate with, and it's my story, but I resonate with this one the most right now is I started by giving people grace while I was in the car driving because my car was my anger point. I was so angry all the time and I felt so entitled that if somebody cut me off, I would just be livid. And so I really started to work on maybe that person just wasn't paying attention 
or that person cut me off and they sped away because they're late to a job interview and they haven't had a job in six months. And so they really need to be on time. And so maybe that's why they cut me off or they cut me off because their wife is pregnant and is having the baby and they want to get there in time. And I started to tell myself all these stories to give other people grace and to kind of mellow out my anger. And I started to get in the habit of doing that. I also started to get in the habit of journaling and a few other components. And that really started to help me move into a space where I could feel happier. And I thought that before those moments of happiness, I thought that I was broken because I had leaned on anger so much. I thought I was broken because like I said, I couldn't even smile without being like, this isn't me. And I thought that you had to be inherently happy. And so there was, there was a lot of stops and starts, but it started with those small things like journaling and actually expressing myself, like giving other people grace and not jumping to entitlement and victimhood and anger. And through those small steps, I started to feel like I was capable of happiness, that I wasn't broken. I wasn't defective. It just took a little bit of extra work. And that has really shaped my entire life. I am... I think about seven years into my own happiness journey now, and I still get angry. People ask me when I say that I'm a happiness mentor, they ask me if I'm happy all the time, and that's not true. I'm a human. 50% of my emotions are not positive, but instead of staying in them or wallowing in them or not knowing how, how or why they're there, I'm able to move through them quickly and come back on the positive side of the spectrum and be happy and joyful and peaceful and positive. And so over a long time, I've done a lot of work and now I help other people take very similar steps so they can be happy too. I love that story. I, a couple things really impressed me. One, you started with giving other drivers grace. You know, if everyone could do that, we could eliminate road rage. That, that was powerful. I thought that was huge. And then you said you're seven years along your happiness journey. And I love that. Isn't that what we all, aren't we all on a happiness journey? You're just, you just learn steps to take and taking ownership. I can see you have a lot of good information to share with people. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it has definitely been a journey and it is small and step by step. But I think the other point is, is to not, What's I'm obviously I'm still a work in progress. We're all humans and always room to improve. But I like to help people take the steps to being happier instead of going over five years or seven years or even one year, right? Because each each year, each month, each week has been a journey. But be able to help them reach levels, new levels of happiness much faster because of my experiences. So I definitely think that there's a lot that I can share there with not only my clients, but I also have a podcast of my own. And so I share on there as well. And that really has helped me in my own journey, but I've also gotten a lot of feedback that it helps others as well. I'm sure it does. And I see you have over 500 episodes. So you've been doing this quite a bit, putting a lot of useful information out there. And you commented that you still get angry. You know, a lot of times we feel we see anger as a negative emotion, but it can actually, you know, anger freed the slaves. You know, anger has applied and directed towards a goal. 
has done good. The thing is to let it go when you don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you have mastered that. I wouldn't say mastered. <laughs> you have learned more about that. Definitely learned more about it. And my trigger for when I get angry is when I feel fear. And so now instead of just leaning into the anger, I can instead kind of take that breath and go, why am I angry? And that's not saying that I just ignore it. And I'm like, well, this is really why. Sometimes I have to allow myself to feel it, but I can allow myself to feel it more constructively and then move on. So it's an, it's an identification. It's an acknowledgement, letting yourself feel that emotion for a minute and then being like, okay, what can I learn from this? And for me, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm angry right now. I'm acknowledging that I'm angry right now. I'm going to be angry right now. And then, okay, what can I learn from this anger? And that's usually the question that then allows me to go, okay, yeah, I'm actually afraid right now. I'm angry that this person did this thing at work and it's going to look like I dropped the ball because they stepped in and did it and I should have already have it had it done or something like that. And even the getting cut off by another driver. When you look at that, most of us, well, maybe not most of us, but me for sure. I, I go, Oh, that person like zoomed around me and cut me off. Was I not going fast enough? Was I driving like a, like a grandma, like super slow, like what's going on. And it's almost like an injury to my pride and self-esteem and ego. And not that those three are correlated, but that's the thing is that for most of us and for me especially there's like a fear was was i driving incorrectly what does that person think of me are they mad at me now and there's all these underlying components that's this ang- anger is like a blanket emotion and when you can pull that back you can see all the underlying emotions and work through them one by one and understand why you're feeling that way and then take the correct actions to again allow yourself to feel that way it's okay that's another thing. Humans, we're emotion, like the emotions are always going to be there and it's okay to have them, but it's what you do when you're ready to move through them. That is it constructive or not? That is really the big difference. Yeah, I agree. I, I had, I have heard of anger referred to as a secondary emotion, but I like your term. It's a blanket emotion. It's covering another emotion. It's so easy. I have a theory that most of us have about five general emotions, meaning when we are frustrated, when we're scared, when we are, and I know frustrated and agitated can be different, right? Or they can be similar, but frustrated, agitated, scared, hurt. Those are all these underlying emotions under the blanket of anger, but it's easier for us just to say we're angry. And I think that everybody has about five of those. And it's usually like, I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm happy, yeah. right? There's, there's emotions like that and they're different for everybody, but there are these general blanket emotions. And when you can pull them back, let's take a look at happy. You pull back, back the emotion of happiness and you might see joy. You might see peace, fulfillment, accomplishment, purpose. There's so many other components than just happy. And we can pull back that blanket. You can start to dive into what you're really feeling, explore why you're feeling that way. And in the case of happiness, replicate it. In the case of anger, work through it so you get back on the side of happiness. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So in addition to your podcast, what other services do you offer as a happiness mentor? 
So I offer classes and courses as well as I have a Facebook group that's a private Facebook group. So I recently adjusted my podcast from being daily weekdays to once a week. And that has allowed me to focus more on other services to help more people. And part of that is this Facebook group where I actually offer worksheets to accompany every weekly episode, and they're only available if you join the podcast group. So there's this nice community there, people that are engaged, and also you're getting extra and additional resources. Like I said, I do classes, and then my absolute favorite, they're all amazing, but my my very favorite is to work one-on-one with clients. I often have people come to me that have really met the societal checklist. So they've gone to school, they've gotten the degree, they've gotten married, they've bought the house, they've had the children, they have the corner office in their corporate job and or they're an entrepreneur or they have a day job and an entrepreneurial journey. And they've met this societal checklist and they are wondering why they're not happy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the diploma at the end of graduation. Exactly. And then they come to me and they're like, I should be happy. I, and this is where it really connects to my own story where it's, I should be happy. I've done all these things or I should be happy. Everyone around me looks happy and I'm not, and I feel broken. And so my whole journey, my whole mission is to help remind them that they are capable of happiness abound. And I work with them one-on-one and many times they come to me, I have them rank on a scale of one to 10, how happy they are. And usually when they come to me, they're about a two. And by the end of our 10 week program, we strive to be sevens, eights, nines, and tens. So really continuing that journey forward. I like to equip my clients with the tools so they can stay with me after those 10 weeks, but it's not therapy. I don't expect a lifetime of coming to see me. I want to equip my clients with the tools to really own and embody their own happiness and what that looks like for them. And so I work with them to get them to that point. So you're teaching them to make their own happiness. It's not, it's not an ongoing process. Well, happiness is always an ongoing process, but working with me is, yes, I want to equip them with the tools in their toolbox that when they are struggling, they can pull out this tool and go, okay, I'm going to try this and maybe combine tools and really build on their life so that they can be happy. And that's, that's not necessarily something that I need to be there for, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't want to be a crutch. I want to equip them so that they can move forward in their lives. And many times that's exactly what happens. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, so I know your podcast, Happiness Abound, and I've listened to your episodes. They are definitely dynamic and informative. I highly recommend them. I'll have a link to your website on my page and the Facebook page. How do they, do they just reach out to you on Facebook to learn more about that? Yeah, they can go to facebook.com slash groups slash happiness abounders. So it's happiness and then abound with E-R-S on the end. Happiness abounders, which is what I call my listeners. Okay, happiness abounders. So they can apply for that. That's the, your Facebook group and they can just go directly to it on Facebook. Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. Any other way that they... Just through your website and Facebook, anyone who wants to get more information, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Also, I'm available in a lot of other places. Um, 
Instagram, happiness underscore bound. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I just barely started TikTok. A little bit of a different vibe over on that channel, but still fun, still happy. So yeah, if you search happiness abound, the singular, not happiness abounds, but happiness abound, then usually you can find me on most major social media platforms. My website should come up. The podcast should come up. And Facebook groups and all of those things are all available. So you can just type in happiness abound in your searching platform and you can usually find me. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Taylor. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I do. I usually wrap up my own show. And as you know, because you said you have listened to a few episodes, I usually wrap my up my own show with just a gentle reminder. And I would love to remind and encourage your listeners with the same, if I may. Yes, please. Sure. So thanks so much for having me on. It has been an honor. I hope that you and your listeners have been able to take something away from my small journey. And above everything else, remember, you are capable of happiness abound. Well, thank you, Taylor. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week. And thanks for listening.